0: Greetings, this is Douglas Gimple, Senior Portfolio Specialist at Diamond Hill Capital Management, and this is Understanding Edge. I'm stepping aside today and asking Brian Fontanella to step in for me. Brian is a colleague and fellow portfolio specialist, as well as a fellow Miami alum. He has been with Diamond Hill since 2009. Uh, Joining Brian on the podcast today are Chuck Bath and Austin Hawley, both portfolio managers on our large cap and large cap concentrated strategies. Chuck graduated from Miami of Ohio as well, has been with the firm since 2002, and prior to that was at Nationwide. Austin uh, graduated from Dartmouth University and has been with Diamond Hill since 2008, and prior to Diamond Hill worked at Putnam Investments. Today, Brian will be talking with Austin and Chuck about uh, the launch of the new large-cap concentrated mutual fund based on a strategy that we've been running here at Diamond Hill for the past 10 years. Uh, The group will discuss how this strategy differs from other strategies while applying the philosophy and process that Diamond Hill investors have come to know over the many, many years that we've been around. We're continuing to work from home, but we're getting closer and closer to a return to the office. Uh, So because of that, I ask for your patience for any sound issues that may arise. Uh, As always, stay safe and stay healthy. And I hope you enjoy Brian's turn on the podcast with Chuck and Austin.
1: Chuck, Austin, thanks for joining the podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about our large cap concentrated strategy. And this is a strategy that we recently launched as a mutual fund, but it's one we've actually been managing for close to 10 years at this point. So Austin, I thought we could start with you giving a bit of an overview of the strategy.
2: Sure, I'm happy to. Uh, So you know, the large cap concentrated strategy is our newest mutual fund offering. But as you referenced, it's a strategy we've been managing for years at this point. And it's very consistent with the philosophy that we've executed on over the last two decades since the inception of Diamond Hill. And if you think about all of our offerings, all of our offerings are really concentrated offerings. Uh, The large cap strategy owns uh, about 50 names in it, Uh, you know, a very small fraction of the names in the entire uh, universe available to us. And that's true across all the strategies that we manage here at Diamond Hill. We're we're truly active managers and we think it's very important that we are managing concentrated portfolios that look different than the market. Uh, That's how we justify our fees uh, when we talk to clients uh, and we think it's really important. And uh, it is a subset of the large cap strategy 20 names that represent you know, some of our highest conviction ideas in the large cap portfolio, while also trying to mirror uh, relatively closely the sector allocations we have in the large cap strategy. And so as we've grown large cap, uh, and as many of you know, we recently closed uh, the large cap strategy, you know, the large cap concentrated strategy offers a way for our clients and uh, especially for new clients to gain access to the portfolio management team of the large cap strategy, uh, albeit with some slightly different constraints around concentration and minimum market cap. Uh, you know, we've had a very successful track record over the last decade managing this strategy, and we look forward to having another avenue for our clients to participate uh, by owning large cap going forward.
1: So let's sit back for just a minute. Austin, you mentioned large cap concentrated is a subset of the holdings in large cap, but it's managed with the same philosophy and process. So maybe for those that are a little less familiar with that, Chuck, could you just give a quick
3: overview of that philosophy and process that we employ
1: for all of our strategies?
3: Sure. Um, our, our underlying investment philosophy is based around our understandings of intrinsic value. That is why many people think of us as a value investor. But I think a lot of people don't necessarily understand what value is. In my mind, value is a stock selling a discount at what the business is worth. And to simply use a low PE, high dividend yield type strategy, sometimes those are shorthand ways to capture a snapshot of value, but to truly capture the value, the, the value of the business and then compare that to the stock price, I think we have to look at intrinsic value. One of the key inputs of understanding intrinsic value is the uh, the, the normalized earnings combined with earnings growth discounted at an appropriate rate. And so we, we make calculations on this uh, for every company we invest in, trying to understand what we feel on, on a per share basis, the business is worth, and then compare that to the stock price. And from that, we then construct a diversified portfolio so that we will have, uh, in the large cap concentrated case, a entire portfolio of 20 names across a broad range of sectors and industries, all of which selling at discounts to intrinsic value. That intrinsic value, not only providing the investment opportunity, but also what we often refer to by us as the margin of safety. In other words, that difference between the stock's price and, and the market's price is not only the opportunity, but also a buffer against volatility in the marketplace. I want to talk a
1: little bit about capacity discipline. That's something that's very important to us at Diamond Hill. And we've recently soft closed our large cap strategy. So Austin, can you talk a little bit about why capacity discipline is so important to us and specifically how that relates to large cap and the launch of large cap concentrated
2: capacity discipline is extremely important it is one of the key ways uh, that we can add value for our clients uh, over the long term and it's something that's very hard for investment management firms to do because it addresses a clear conflict Uh, between the near-term interest of the business of asset management and the long-term returns that can be generated uh, for the client. Uh, You know, bringing in new assets in the near term uh, clearly adds to the fees that can be generated for an asset management business, but at some scale, at some point, that's often hard to determine exactly where it is, it can become difficult to continue to add value uh, for clients in the same way that you have in the past. And one of the key determinants here in thinking about uh, capacity that we've always focused on is the ability to continue to access the full range of companies within the market cap uh, spectrum that you've identified. So in the case of large cap, you know, we have historically said that we can go all the way down to companies as uh, small as kind of $5 billion in market cap, just for example. And there have been points in time historically uh, where we have used more of that market cap range. And it has not been an area over recent years that we've uh, accessed a lot in the portfolio, but that simply reflects where we've been able to find value in the marketplace. And it is very possible uh, in the future that we might have uh, periods of time where we want to participate with uh, lower market cap companies And to be able to do so, we have to make sure that we, uh, you know, manage our capacity to a level that allows us to purchase a meaningful position for our clients at that lower uh, market cap range. So uh, that was a key reason why we chose to soft close, you know, large cap and a key determinant in how we thought about what that range uh, was for capacity that we've talked to with clients for years at this point. Now, I think a a very obvious follow on for uh, folks as they think about the launch of the large cap concentrated mutual fund is how is it possible that you are launching the large cap concentrated strategy at the same time that you're soft closing uh, large cap. And it, it gets to this issue of the low end of the market cap range. And that was the focus for us. And if you look back over the last decade that we've managed the large cap concentrated strategy, that strategy has uh, typically accessed the larger market caps uh, you know, within the range. Those have been the highest conviction ideas for us. And so going forward, as we manage that strategy, we have a higher minimum market cap range, 15 billion in the case of large cap concentrated. And, and that creates a, a very different profile and a different capacity constraint for that strategy than the broad uh, large cap strategy, which, again, can go much lower in terms of minimum market caps.
1: Let's talk a little bit about how the portfolio is constructed. It's not quite as simple as taking the 20 largest positions in large cap to build out large cap concentrated. So, Chuck, how do you build the large cap concentrated portfolio?
3: Yeah, thanks, Brian. I would say starting with our our 20 largest names in the large cap strategy is a good first step. And, and many and most of the names in the large cap concentrated strategy come from that uh, subset of the large cap market. But it's not entirely. It, it could lead to undiversified portfolios or portfolios which missed important sector investments in the large cap strategy if we were to simply do that. So for instance, right now, we, we might have a, a financial services sector waiting much larger if we had a, a large if we just took the 20 largest names. Healthcare would be another sector that would be who would be, be meaningfully overweighted relative to the large cap strategy and where we want and most importantly meaningfully overweighted to, compared to where we want to be if we just took the, the 20 largest names. So as a result, we, we will sometimes need to not have a name in the portfolio in the large cap uh, concentrated portfolio that is one of the 20 largest names in order to add greater diversification and reduce the concentration on a sector and an industry basis, if that would create a portfolio out of line with the diversification we're we are attempting to achieve. There are some sectors of the market, like uh, of utilities, where we have zero weighting, real estate, we have zero weighting. We're okay with that, um, but we don't want to make uh, the, that, that an overwhelming portion of the portfolio. We want a diversified portfolio, even though it's concentrated. we thank 20 names is enough to provide diversification for a portfolio, as long as you're cognizant of the sector and uh, industry weightings, which might become a bit askew if you were to just pick the 20 largest names.
1: So since there are some differences between large cap concentrated in the top 20 and large cap, Austin, how different are these two strategies?
2: I think as a first approximation, they're awfully similar. Uh, And it gets to what uh, Chuck was talking about. As a starting point, the largest 20 names in large cap is a good starting point and where we start from uh, to construct the large cap concentrated portfolio. The primary difference that everyone should be aware of is uh, that it is a much smaller uh, number of securities that we hold in large cap concentrated. We hold only 20 securities in large cap concentrated uh, versus anywhere between 40 and 60 securities in the large cap diversified strategy. So in large cap concentrated, there are a whole host of names, You know, more than half of the names in large cap uh, that clients will not have exposure to uh, in the portfolio. And uh, that is the biggest difference uh, when thinking about these two portfolios, because we are going to try to uh, mirror the sector exposures within a reasonable range. So you're gonna get a similar exposure to broad economic uh, sectors of the economy and exposure to the 20 largest positions. But what you're not gonna get in large cap concentrated is exposure to those other 30 names. And so, uh, you know, what clients should think about is whether they're comfortable, uh, you know, with a, a portfolio that is heavily concentrated in 20 names and where any of those individual names, which have weights anywhere from, you know, three and a half to 8% of the portfolio and could, you know, feasibly go up to 10% of the portfolio could have a very meaningful difference in the short term on performance. And so, you know, I think, uh, you know, clients that would, uh, you know, buy a strategy like uh, the large cap concentrated, you know, should be comfortable with that type of concentration level.
3: I think clients should understand we spend a meaningful amount of time monitoring, Sector and industry weightings to make sure that they're not out of line. So, if you look at our sector and industry weightings, as Austin says, they're going to be very close to one another, and it's not an accident. Not only when we establish the portfolio, but we monitor the portfolio regularly. That is something we look at constantly to make sure that anything out of line is something we're comfortable with, and that and nothing is out of line that meaningfully. And maybe, Brian, I just
2: add one uh, other point here, which is I just want to be very clear that this is a subset of the large cap portfolio. So we do not have any unique names in large cap concentrated. And when I say it's very similar, you know, I I mean that most of the names uh, in large cap concentrated are going to come from those top 20 holdings. You know, on if you look look back historically, typically we might have two or three names in large cap concentrated, occasionally, you know, one or two more than that, uh, that are not in our top 20. But the significant majority of those names in large cap concentrated are represented as large positions in the large cap strategy.
1: So let's talk a little bit about the portfolio today and some of what we own. Chuck, could you maybe talk about where we're currently finding opportunities?
3: Well, um, judging by the weighting of the portfolio, and as I hinted at, Financial services is one area of the market. We've found opportunities and as typical for us. It isn't just we're finding opportunities today. We found them for a long period of time. In other words, the opportunities we see in the marketplace often take a long-term perspective. In the case of financials, we've been overweighted that sector for five years at least. And one of the things we have found is uh, since the financial crisis of 08-09, the market and investors have been unwilling to put what we view are correct valuations on these strategies because people see in my mind undue risk this was classically exposed in the in the most recent sell-off uh, first quarter of, of last year when the financial services names sold off aggressively due to concerns uh, re- uh, about recession and finan- and economic slowdown but which, which in fact provided opportunity because the valuations were so inexpensive and once again i think we will f- we'll see Until investors don't stop taking into fact 0809 of the valuation of the financial sector, they will continue to find opportunity because quite frankly, in my mind, the financial services sector is much better uh, structured both from a capital and competitive basis than it was in 0809. But therein lies the opportunity for investors it provides inexpensive valuation. Another area that, Mark, we find very attractive is the consumer staples area. Now, this is an area that's a bit out of favor right now because it is neither uh, a... um, economic recovery play or an aggressive growth play, but it does have steady but unspectacular growth over long periods of time at attractive valuations. So these are names like Procter & Gamble, PepsiCo, which are outstanding companies at attractive prices that are the kind of long-term holdings, long-term opportunities we're looking for in the portfolio. So financials, uh, staples, those would be two areas that sort of stand out right now in terms of where we're finding our, our best ideas and we're, but not only on an individual stock basis, uh, and, uh, and our largest holding, by the way, uh, AIG is a financial services name, but not only on an individual stock basis, but also on a sector basis as well. And I should say that in terms of diversification um, sectors limits of 35%, the fact that we're reasonably close to that in the large cap concentrated sector gives you some indication of what we think of the opportunity there right now.
1: Well guys, to wrap up, uh, Austin, I thought maybe you could talk about what type of investors might be interested in this particular strategy.
2: I think any investor who's familiar with Diamond Hill and appreciates the philosophy and long-term temperament that we use to manage our strategies uh, might potentially be interested in the large cap concentrated strategy because it really is just a reflection of all those things we've done for two decades now across our other equity strategies. However, I think there's two you know, specific cases that come to my mind uh, for clients that might potentially be more interested in this strategy. You know, the first is for those clients that are comfortable uh, that a 20 stock portfolio can uh, significantly reduce risk uh, and also comfortable with the uh, near-term volatility that might come uh, with owning some larger position uh, weights in the portfolio you know, AIG being an 8% weight in the portfolio. Uh, you know, if you come in one day and, you know, if there's some short-term noise and AIG's down 5%, that's gonna have a outsized impact on this portfolio relative to the more diversified portfolio. And I think over the long-term clients may be compensated for that additional benefit of security selection that might come with a more concentrated portfolio, but you also have to be comfortable uh, that in the near term there may be deviations, uh, you know, from uh, that are more significant compared to the more diversified strategy, and so those uh, clients that are looking for that and are, and want a high active share portfolio and you know the potential benefits that might come from that, I think this is a great uh, you know strategy for those types of clients. The other case that I, I think might be relevant here is for those clients that have chosen to have a very broadly diversified kind of base portfolio, perhaps an index uh, portfolio, and might want to pair something like large cap concentrated with something like that as kind of an alpha source uh, to pair with uh, more of a beta strategy of a broadly diversified uh, you know, portfolio like an index uh, fund, for example.
0: Chuck, awesome. Thank you both for your time. Thanks, Thank you, Brian. Brian. This material is for informational purposes and is prepared by Diamond Hill Capital Management. The opinions expressed are as of the date of publication and are subject to change. These opinions are not intended to be a forecast of future events, a guarantee of future results, or investment advice. Reliance upon this information is at the sole discretion of the listener. Investing involves risk, including the possible loss of principal.